Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve show. This song makes me happy. Oh, Donna. It makes Grant happy, too. Okay, you guys are buddies. We're buddies. We're Where pals. We are. Yeah. Great minds think alike. <laughs> okay. All right, so we have a Facebook question that uh, Hannah did not approve of, but yeah. uh, we're going to do it anyway because it's good. Hannah said, quote, yesterday, uh, this question sucks. <laughs> and the question is, tell us about... Something funny that your kid said. We got a funny one via email. We have two, actually, that are similar in some ways. Uh, this one from Michelle. Okay, you got that one. Okay. My six-year-old son had an earache. As I was using my otoscope to check for infection, he says to me in his sweet little voice with the utmost sincerity, Please, Mom. Look in my ears, but don't look all the way down to my testicle. I don't want you to see my testicles. (laughs) 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 What do you see in there, Doc? Oh, my gosh. What did the other email say? Um, There was one about a six-year-old, I got to find it, who woke up with, uh, how do you say, yeah, morning, what? Oh, hey. Oh. Um, Okay. Wait, what? Whoa. And, oh, it's good. I'll find it. I have to okay. I have to find it because they're not, you know, labeled, if you will. Uh, you go to Facebook. You look at that. Oh, now I'll read off a couple here. Oh, uh, found it. Want to read it? When my grandson was four, he woke up in the morning with a... <laughs> he went to my daughter and said, Mom, there's something wrong with my... <laughs> <laughs> I think it wants something. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> she said he's now 22 and found out what it wanted. But oh, uh, also, when he was six, he had a twin bed. He told my daughter he was going to need a bigger bed. She said, "Why?" And he said, "Well, I'm going to get a girlfriend." Aww, and I still six? laugh about it today. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that happened at four. Sometimes it happens at two. Wow. I've babysat like kids who just find their purpose if you will <laughs> lock themselves in the bathroom no i mean you could just see them like having like making like it's a toy oh yeah you know they just they don't know no nope. just like we we went on a field trip once to the zoo we're eighth or ninth grade and saw a monkey do just that. Yep. <laughs> Found it and started treating it like it was a one of those sticky hands that you get from the vending machine where you throw it and it sticks on the wall, stretching it out, doing all sorts <laughs> okay, of things. I we I'm serious. We couldn't believe it. We were laughing as hard as we had ever laughed to that point in our life. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. Jeez. That is I I would have to look away. I'd be like, I cannot. I'd rather see them throw poo. We could not stop watching it. We we're like, look at what he's doing. Oh my gosh, doesn't that hurt? Oh my god. Kim said we were checking out at a hotel and my son, about eight years old, yelled across the lobby, Mom, did you grab my nuts? Referring to his peanuts that we had bought from the vending machine earlier. 
Uh. He's almost 21 now. Still hilarious. This is kind of a cute one. Linda says our son always swore that the ad went, save big money at Bernard's. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, if you're a local kid, you all, if you're local, you always said it like, save big money at my... Yep. Oh, that was, um, the N word. At Menards. At Menards. Yep. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lisa says um, when her son was a toddler, when he'd pass gas, he'd exclaim, Excuse me, my hiney burped. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I do not like that. I, do. I think that's I cute. Oh, my friend's daughter, every time she looks, does it, she'll look at us and go, Uh oh, bubble. That's what she'll say. She'll go, Bubble. Suzette says, after hanging a hanger on his grandfather's pants, my grandson announced, Grandpa, I got you a hooker. Oh, cute. (laughs) Don't tell Grandma. Hey, Donna. (laughs) Sorry, I blew up. Amy said, "Uh, My toast tastes sour. Nobody? That's funny. He's trying to put his toes in his feet. I mean, his toes in his mouth. I I thought you said. Toast. Oh, no, toes. Yep, that's why. There you go. My toes taste sour. My toes taste sour. Lori Poppy says, when my daughter was three or four, we were painting the exterior of our house, and she wanted to paint it with polka dots. I explained that no one else has them on their house, and she said, but they will see our house and then want to paint polka dots on their house. That's cute. So cute. Annie says, uh, when she was about four, she said, you're not the boss of me. If you were my boss, you'd give me a paycheck. (laughs) These smart aleck little kids. Speaking of polka dots, my daughter came up to my wife probably five years ago, and my wife was wearing a black and white polka dot shirt. And she said, Mom, you look beautiful. You look just like a cow. (laughs) (laughs) There was another time that she came up and whispered to us really sweetly, probably four or five years old, and came over and just whispered, who wants to get killed? Oh, my God. And that's how horror movies that's start scary. or end. No kidding. Cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, we got an email from Kristen. She said, we were leaving church, and I asked my son, Cade, what he learned in Sunday school. He said he learned that God created him. Then he thought for a minute, and he said, well... God created me, but you dispensed me. <laughs> <laughs> Dispense. That's funny. Like a pet. That's pez. great. Uh, Sarah says, we were on vacation in Estes Park in Colorado. We came across a herd of elk in the woods. We got out of the car to take photos, and our kid, who was five years old at the time, said, I took a photo of the horny one when it wasn't even looking. <laughs> because of the horns on the elk, not because yeah, of the sexual drive. Got it. Darcy, um... Heard her kids say, Dad, your butt's cracking out. That's funny. <laughs> butt doctor. Man, butt doctor jokes. Ah, Those funny. are good. Uh, yeah, there's one I can't repeat because it's not oh, you know, on Facebook? Correct. No, on email. Oh, jeez. Better not. It's cute, though. My three-year-old told me the other week, Oh, no, I'm turning into a grandma, see? And then pointed at a blue vein in her foot. <laughs> That's pretty Jenna funny. said my son used to call Thanksgiving Skanksgiving. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, this is sweet. Sarah said when her son was little and found out he'd lose his baby teeth. Did you do this one already? Mm-mm. He would ask in all seri- seriousness and looking terrified, 
Am I going to lose my eyeballs and have adult ones grow in? (laughs) (laughs) That's a reasonable question. It is. It's very thoughtful. And uh, Lisa said this, funny things your kid said, while we were in an Arby's drive-thru, my then three-year-old son, from his car seat, yelled to the woman working at the window, you just flopped your big old boobs out of the window. What? Because as she reached out, you know, to give her the meal, her chesticles came out. Chesticles. I'm going to go. I left a while back. I recorded this yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. You're doing a pretty uh, good You're job. right, Donna. Yeah, Steve, we're going to go, but we're going to come back. <laughs> oh. I was also recorded. Now I'm back live. What did I miss, Donna? Not a lot, but we've got Golden Globe nominations. We can uh, run down a few of those in the big categories. And yes. I am surprised to see something that you put in our show outline that has to do with Silence of the Lambs, especially because you never saw it. I never have seen it, but this jumped out at me. So we'll dig into that. When we come back, it is the Don and Steve Show on my talk. Hey, we have to say thanks to Chill Boys for sponsoring our podcast, Steve. I'm glad you brought that up because maybe it's more awkward if I just start by telling you about the underwear that I'm wearing. Okay. Listen, I'm wearing Chill Boys underwear. They are, for real, the softest fabric I've ever put on my loins is that of Chill Boys. They're made of bamboo. I always thought bamboo were like bamboo shoots that pandas eat, but apparently, I don't know, I guess you can break it down and turn it into a beautiful fabric that is so cool and so comfy. Now, when you say cool, you actually mean physically, temperature-wise, cool. Imagine this. When I put my underwear on in the morning or every other morning, (laughs) as I pull them on, I feel the coolness of the fabric on my legs and my... Loins. Well, the cool thing about it, thank you for bringing your loins into this uh, broadcast today. Uh, The cool thing about it is that it's got a little bit of spandex in it with 95% of bamboo. So you get that comfort, the perfect fit from what what? I hear. That's that's the God's honest truth. It's right where you need it. Chillboys.com. Go check them out. Chillboys. Comfort where it counts. Welcome back to the show. The Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Uh, we're going to get to some of the Golden Globe nominations momentarily, but first we've got we to gotta hit the story. The Silence of the Lambs house has sold. I'm dying to know how much it has sold for. Well, how much would you pay for the Silence? Like Buffalo Bill's house. But it's not, it's just a set thing, right? It's not like. Well, well I mean, it's, a, it's, it's the house that they, it's the exterior. That you're familiar with from Silence of the Lambs. It's a full house that you can live in. It's in Periopolis, a suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in Fayette County. Okay, let me take a look at it. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a fixer-upper, nice fixer right? Uh, I, I don't like know. The, somebody just moved in a couple years ago. Um, somebody just moved in a couple of years ago and moved out. So I don't know if it's totally a fixer-upper or not. But we're told that the people who purchased it have plans for it that movie fans will like. The yard is huge. It's got a gazebo. I like that. I don't want to mow that lawn. You and lawn mowing. It's very time consuming. You should hire it out. Yeah, but I've got a cabin and I have to hire someone out there. I can't just pay, be paying people left and right for, I got to do something myself. Yeah. And that's where I live. So I'm home. I might as well. Um, I would say I don't know what kind of community that is. So the house was built in 1910. Historic. I would say that's 
What kind of community is that? Is like rural, suburban? Uh, it's more suburban-y, but like, you know, you got land, so it's not like you're pinned right up against neighbors. I would say $367,000 for that house. Well, had you offered that, it would have been yours. It sold for $298,500. Huh. A piece of movie history for under three hundred grand. Two acres, in-ground pool. And is the Silence of the Lambs house. And that's the case. Uh, the guy who used to live in there, David Villarreal, who moved in in 2016, he bought it for like 195 grand. Wow. Uh, he said, I get, I get lots of requests, lots of people knocking on my front door, lots of people taking photographs, lots of people asking to take tours of the house. They say, the realtors behind it say, we received six offers within two weeks of the home going up for sale. And several offers we're from out-of-state movie fans. We uh-huh. are so excited for what the buyers have planned for the home, and we can't wait to share the details with you later this week. Stay tuned, movie fans. You are going to love what's planned for the home. I think it's pretty. I really do. I, I like. It's got some built-ins that are antique kind of looking. Oh, are you inside of the house now? Oh, yeah. Where are you? I'm not on the inside of the house. Oh, look on the inside. I'm looking at the outside of the house. I also, I'm a little frightened by the gargoyles, the statues in front of the house. Uh, check today. Today.com. Um, it's it's a lot of land. I mean, to get to the pool, you go out the door and you walk and walk and walk and walk. To, it's almost like. Shall we go to the tennis courts? Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> Let me get a golf cart to take us there. Oh, gosh. Already, this is going to be... I'm going to have so much work to do at this house. Yeah, oh, a lot. It's, <laughs> it's a, I mean, if you want to spend, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars on fixing it up and then reselling it, it's got a guest house, I think. All right, there's no secret room, they say, in the basement, but plenty of space for storage. But, boy, I haven't seen the movie, but it looks like you could Well, they, you could pull up the body f- there. floor. They would, I think it was like a floor trap. Kind of, you know how you you see people pull up a floor and there's like a secret downstairs? A little well, yeah. it seemed. It seemed like it was like a well in there for some reason. I felt like he was in a... It looked damp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you would say, what, good bones? A lot of work to do in here, guys. A lot it's of work. It's too much room. It's... It's it's too old-fashioned for me. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this— all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. My taste. Yeah, you would have to redo the whole place or the hire somebody in. That's a page one rewrite. We're doing it all yep. over again. Yep, you got it. All right, now on to the Golden Globes, which will be hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. They are going to air on February 28th. Hmm. They were pushed back. You know, the, what's interesting is going to be the fact that they're both on different coasts. Oh. So Tina's going to be at the Rainbow Room, which is in uh, Rockefeller Center in Manhattan. And then um, Amy is going to be at the usual venue, which is the Beverly Hilton. Yes. So, but, you know, it kind of gets tricky. With that back and forth, if you've if there's ever, a delay at all, yeah, a, yeah, problem. It's going to screw up, you know, any kind of punchlines. Right. You know, I bet you they'll be fine. I bet you they won't have a delay. They can't have a delay. They'll have to work that out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would think so. They yeah. they did a great job. I really do like them as hosts. They were very enjoyable, very funny. So many. I I really like a Golden Globes monologue. More than an Oscars monologue, because the Oscars is always more stuffy by comparison. Everybody's a little bit tighter. Traditionally at the Golden Globes, you know, they've got magnums of Moet Chandon on the table. Everybody's Lucy, mm-hmm. a goosey. And it's a small little room there at the Beverly Hilton. Yes. It's surprising how small it is. Have you watched the event yet? No, but. I just got HBO Max, just finished the Tiger documentary last night and thought, well, what else am I going to watch oh, while I have this? Oh, and God, I thought, oh, the event. Watch the event, because those are short little blips, but it's kind of fun to get a behind-the-scenes look at Wolfgang Puck's uh, catering business and how they maneuver to cater these live broadcasts, these, you know, Hollywood events with yes, big wigs. Yes, I'd love to see it. In these small, you know, seemingly small venues, how they decorate it, all of that. Um, but I got to tell you, the best most best motion picture drama category, I don't even recognize any of these movies. Queen? Um, the Father. Nope. Mank, that one I recognize. I've just heard the title in nominations. I've only known about it today. Oh, okay. I think it's about the making of Citizen Kane. Oh yes, yes, yes. You, you know the um the CBS Sunday Morning guy, the Mankiewicz guy. He's a reporter. It's yes. his. I believe it's his grandfather or father. Grandfather, it has to be. Um, the other one, Promising Young Woman, which I hear is good. Nomad Land, Nomad, Nomad, huh? Nomad Land, Nomad, Nomad. That's a tricky word. I used to be a nomad for a while. The Trial of the Chicago 7, that's a Netflix one. Yes. And then I'm trying to find like TV shows instead of the actor categories, you know. Um, I it can't. Re- it reads like a uh, like a limited year. It sure does. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's well cool said. that they're that they're trying to do it and that they're still doing the award shows. It'll be fun, I guess, to watch. Yeah, I'll watch. I'd like but, to see how they maneuver through this. Yeah, tricky. Um, let's dance. Oh. Because when we come back, there's some heavy stuff I want to talk to you guys about. I just could not believe this story this morning. The things that Marilyn Manson said in his 1999 autobiography. 
should have been more than a red flag for what he's being accused of today. We'll discuss when we come right back on My Talk. Hey, good morning and welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I uh, came across a story in page six today that I wanted to share with you guys because I'm not a fan of Marilyn Manson's music, so never been really on my radar. Other than, okay, he was dating Rose McGowan, then he was dating Evan Rachel Wood, you know, just that kind of stuff that um, um, I can't remember her last name. It was like Dita Van something something. Okay. Um. Regardless of that, earlier this week, the actress Evan Rachel Wood confirmed that the man she was uh, talking about in front of a House Judiciary subcommittee when she was uh, uh, seeking support for the uh, Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights Act that would uh, make the uh, statute of limitations longer for victims of sexual assault. She has basically confirmed that she was talking about Marilyn Manson when she was talking about the abuse that she endured uh, in this relationship. Well, other people are coming to her defense. I thought it was interesting that I saw, I believe it was a tweet from Rose McGowan, who basically showed support for Evan Rachel Wood, but really didn't say anything about her own experience. Which is surprising because she's pretty outspoken spoken about these kinds of things, including Harvey Weinstein. Hmm. Okay, so I come across a story about this 1999 autobiography that he had put out. It was called The Long Hard Road Out of Hell. So I'm looking at some of these excerpts and I'm like, what the heck? He basically incriminates himself. Um... He admitted coming close to carrying out the perfect murder of a former bandmate and girlfriend named Nancy. But then he got spooked moments before trying to burn her to death in her home back in the early 90s. He wrote about this. He said in his book, this was the first time I had ever seriously considered murder. She had to die. And then he goes on to say, you know, I didn't think it was right to take a human life, but I didn't think it was right to deny myself the chance. Of, I mean, it's just, it's all this sick stuff. Yeah. Um, then he ropes a friend in to help him and they follow her. They case out her house. They figure out her routine before heading to her home in Fort Lauderdale with kerosene matches and re- why it... I don't understand how somebody wouldn't go, okay, dude needs help. We need to get somebody to investigate this. Yeah, right. So as they got close to the home, according to his story in this autobiography from Marilyn Manson, um, a homeless man started to follow them while trying to sell them drugs. They finally got scared off because then there was a series of sirens heading to an emergency nearby And then he said, after that night, I became too paranoid to kill Nancy and too scared of getting caught and sent to prison. And then he woke up to the fact that he had told too many people how much he hated her Hmm. and, you know, kind of aborted the plan. And then there he tells other stories. So it's not just this one story that he told. He recalled how he and another friend had harassed a quote-unquote hot brunette whom they both had a crush on. 
who wouldn't even acknowledge them. So they started calling her and started saying that um, they would threaten her and say, we're watching you. Um, You better not leave work tonight because we're going to bleep you in the parking lot and crush you under your car. I mean, I can't believe anybody would continue to employ this guy. Yeah. Well, you know, does that... Does it speak to what a different time it was? It's funny. 1999 seems just a blink of an eye ago. And also, when you read something like this, um, it seems so long ago. I mean, it is... That stuff, those two things right there, which are in page six today, are just so twisted, disturbed, scary... Well, and he's always, you know, you sometimes think, okay, this guy's playing a character. This isn't really him. You know, he doesn't really, you know, get up in the morning and look like that type of person, you know, with the lipstick and the contact lenses and all that stuff. But he was never afraid to publicly admit to violent fantasies, right? Yeah. Well, and tough luck, clown boy. You don't; those aren't excuses for you. Just because you're a shock rocker. I mean, what bullcrap that is! How it gains right. people like extra privilege right. mm-hmm. to be twisted. I mean, it's just wake the hell up, everybody. Could we just stop being so stupid about some of these things and like withholding our own intellectual credibility? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, stop with the whole entertainment, the raw, all of that stuff. It's just really, it's just you know so twisted and for him to you know say that and by the way the word that you bleeped there yeah isn't even the word that people are thinking in their head which frankly is would be horrible in that context but is it isn't even as horrible as the word that he used which right. starts with an r right um yeah it's just so twisted and it's a fair point donna why wouldn't people read this and say why wouldn't a label say whoa 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 yeah well whoa, we know the whoa, reason whoa. the reason money. is money it's and it always, always money. comes down to money and that is really disgusting and concerning yeah. that people would and i know it's you know the, the oldest story in the book that you know money power all that stuff but there's got to be a fine line where you're an executive at a record company how do you go home to your family at night and tuck your kids into bed when you know that there's somebody out there that you're employing yeah, is is from what we can we can gather, both having not read the autobiography, but it doesn't sound like those were recounted um, in a way of looking back with regret on something that he had done, but more so just brazen. This is what I had. Like as he talks about murder, he said this was the first time that I seriously considered murder. Right. He didn't. He didn't the first time. Anybody else catch that? Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. And so that's uh, like the first of many. Right. Like, and he said it was almost like a rite of passage, like losing your virginity is how he was thinking of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just so crazy. And, and what did he, uh, what's the line that he said? I mean, there's a whole bunch. Oh, he said, well, I didn't think it was right to take a human life as he contemplated murdering a former bandmate and burning her alive in her own home. He said, uh, I didn't think it was the right to deny myself the chance of causing someone to die either, especially someone whose existence meant so little to the world and to herself. I mean, hi. hi. By the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking about uh, rocker Marilyn Manson and uh, some of the uh, 
the allegations against him by a, a previous girlfriend, Evan Rachel Woods, uh, who is an actress. And I, I just don't understand, like, did this girl get a restraining order against him, especially after reading this? And, and and belittling her and saying that she has no purpose and her existence means nothing. He went on to say, you know, in his statement yesterday that he posted on Instagram a day or two ago, yeah. Marilyn Manson said, my intimate relationships have always been consensual and like with like-minded partners, regardless of how and why others are now choosing to misrepresent the past. Uh, that is the truth. Um, what What to say there? There's a, there's a little bit of a... It's a little bit of like what's the word I'm looking for immunity, yeah. you know, like because you say it's in a relationship yeah. and it was consensual, but that is a maybe a top layer way of looking at that but as he, opposed to saying what sort of an atmosphere did I convince this person to become comfortable with? Is there still any room to ask objectively if something is sexually healthy or not? It, this is called manipulation and grooming because if you look at Evan Rachel. Evan Rachel Wood's story, it, it sounds familiar. It sounds like the women who are talking about, or one of the ex-girlfriends of Army Hammer who says, you know, I wanted him to like me. I wanted, right. you know, there's there's that vulnerability that somebody, if somebody sniffs that out, it's very easy to manipulate that person into uh, pleasing you and wanting you to think this is okay even if your gut is telling you i, I don't feel comfortable with this but i want yeah. him to like me and i i want to be perceived as cool you know i want to be the cool girlfriend i think a lot of women especially young women have suffered from that it's very disturbing anyway yeah. uh, there's a really good um article in the new yorker um, on Marilyn Manson's reckoning. It's called the Marilyn Manson reckoning. Um, I would definitely um, check that out if you uh, want to know more about this. Because I'm getting irritated. I'm can sorry. I, can Steve. I mention something else about Marilyn Manson that is lighter? Sure. <laughs> and that's not the direction that you're thinking. I remember when I was a kid, Grant, you might remember this because I feel like this was more of a schoolhouse rumor. And it was at yes, the, I know the, you're going. The, na- the nascent era of the internet back in the mid-90s. The rumor was that Marilyn Manson was actually the same actor who played Paul in The Wonder Years. I remember that. <laughs> I and don't remember it that. shook me to my core oh, when too, I buddy. heard that. And I was like, what would you do if it's Paul Marilyn Manson? And I thought of it. And, and you couldn't just go online and dispel the rumor and so then for a, for a, for like a period of time good period i of time. believed that paul from the wonder years was marilyn manson well that's scary too also scary you're not alone steve that was definitely i remember that and it shook me to the core too cuz that was such like the wholesome you know winnie and kevin yeah. and paul. paul was the nerdy guy yeah i think it was cuz they both had big noses they had prominent noses, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's Paul." So wait, Paul was the best friend. Yep, Paul the was the nerdy. I best liked him. Friend. He was my he was my favorite character on that show. <sighs> well, Interesting. Then you would probably he was like funny. beautiful he was like real people. Ita- wasn't he like kind of a real Italian kid? 
Like that kid? Yeah. Yeah. But 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 dorky. Yes. Yeah. yeah Paul totally. Pfeiffer. Paul Pfeiffer. Paul Pfeiffer. Okay. Played by Josh Sav- Saviano, not Marilyn Manson, a.k.a. Brian Got Warner. It. All right. Um, just Three one last up. thing I would like to say that has nothing to do with Marilyn Manson. Yeah, what do you um, I just wanted to mention to everybody that My Talk 1071 is presenting My Talk loves local so even with like all the pandemic optimism small businesses still need our help they need our love so all month long we're going to share some of our our favorites some of our yeah so to favorite local businesses that's all (laughs) i I was going to say yeah i get really excited i know it's very exciting uh so here's what we want to do together with you we can make a commitment to supporting our favorite local places by shopping there get takeout if you can make home improvements make donations whatever it might be Let's love local together. All of the details at mytalk1071.com. Your keyword is local. Hey, when we come back, we have a little time to get a study done, don't you think? Sure. Speaking of the quarantine, um, an overwhelming amount of people think that they're going to come out of quarantine a changed person. We'll tell you the ways that people think Hmm. they've actually grown as a person, this is optimistic. A good way to end it. We'll come uh, right back. It is the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with I Am Grant, our producer extraordinaire. Uh, all right. Hey, Eight buddy. seconds. Which is good. Just what we needed. Hey guys, it's Steve from Television and Radio. Happy to be broadcasting alongside Donna Valentine today. Mm. I feel like it's going decent so far. Not so bad. Donna, do you think you're a better person, the same person, or a slightly worse person than you were in March of 2020? Studies have shown that studies have shown that the microbial. Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. I would say that my participation in this study would put me down for uh, just about the same. Oh, yeah, I'm the same. There's nothing different except that I miss like being able to hop on a plane. I feel maybe slightly better in that I feel like I've gotten a little bit more patient because Mm. of all the things that got canceled and just sort of like, okay, that's going to have to wait. That's going to have to wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Well, 68% of people say that they've done a lot of self-reflection over this past year and they are planning on emerging from quarantine as a new person. I like it. What's it going to look like? Here are the top seven ways that people say that they are changing for the better. Top of the list, seeing or speaking to their family more. Yeah, okay. (laughs) What about speaking our mind more truthfully? Mm, No. That's not you. I'm I'm going to keep lying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about this? Taking more vacation time. I might do that. Yes. Yes, quick. You know what the great lie of employer power over employees is? May I say it? Sure. I'm going to say it. Say I'm it. I'm going to say it. There's something in the psyche of employees where they feel almost bad when they request vacation. It's true. 
what is up with that? Hello, you negotiated for it, you earned it, you worked to accrue it. Take it. Some of us don't accrue it. <clears throat> okay, Grant, I'm kill sorry. your mic. I'm kill so- your mic. <laughs> Jeez. But you know what I mean? It's like no matter how far along people are in their careers, if they're early, in the sweet spot, slowly closing up shop, you all know who you are. We feel bad no matter where we are about the vacation. And that is such a lie. I, you know, I I think I know why. Because people can empathize, I think, with inconveniencing other people. So when I take time off, I know that that's going to mean that somebody else has to work more to cover but, me. But then when they take time off, someone else will have to do other things. That's just the great agreement that we enter into as employees, as coworkers. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm just telling you where some people's heads are at because some people are okay. wired differently than other people who are like, it's my right. And it is. And you sure. work for it. And, yeah. it, and it, all of these mental hiccups that we have, and then we don't really enjoy ourselves, and then until a couple of days into the vacation. Well, I think like, it has to do man. with, you know, how we were raised or some of our experiences in life. And If we come from, like, a guilt mindset? Yeah. You yeah. know, some of us are Catholic, and we're like, you know, the <laughs> martyrs. <sighs> Being more confident. Some people think they're going to step out of this with their chest out, feeling good, like I should. Yeah. You feel more confident? Uh, yeah, I didn't feel non-confident, unconfident. I didn't feel like I lacked confidence. Mm, that's it. Mm-hmm. See, I could say that and you know, know that I'm still human. And people <laughs> will forgive me for sounding right. like an idiot. I'm okay with that. just being vulnerable okay could you stop um being more creative is how people think they're going to come out of this quarantine you think more maybe you started to draw maybe you started to paint maybe you started to write a little bit more maybe you picked up an instrument not mentioning any names yep you're doing you're doing great you're doing great will emerge from quarantine, according to the survey, taking a lot better care of our mental health okay. you know and what? not canceling so many of our plans. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, well, no, I never cancel. See, I feel like that is, I'm always, if, if any plan, if almost any plan cancels the night before, you're I'm thrilled. thrilled. Yep. Love it. Yep, me too. Me too. I'm thinking, I'm what not... did I do to deserve this? This is great. <laughs> I just, you know, for me, I really, I went through a period in my 30s and 40s where I went out all the time. I would go to see live bands. I would go to shows. I would go to friends' houses. We would go to get a, rent a cabin. Been there, done that. I love being home. I yeah. want to be home. That's what I want to do. We are all homebodies by yeah. nature. Right? Yes. Just, yes. I <laughs> like being really home. True. If you want to pop over, that's great. Even I better. just don't want to leave. Right? <laughs> but tell me, don't just pop over. Thank you. <laughs> Can you know. text me first if you're in the neighborhood with like a 25-minute 
Like yeah, not if up? you're in the neighborhood. I need, you can't be in the neighborhood yet. If you're approaching the neighborhood, if you're con- thinking of coming, I don't want like a, hey, I'm down the street. Mind if I swing by? Right. And if you are a neighbor, oh God, please oh God, text okay. me before you ring the doorbell because I might be in a towel and a robe. That's so funny because you guys know this back. And I think I might have mentioned this to one of you guys before. But back in the day when someone would ring the doorbell, we would be like, who's there? We're, yeah, it's we're exciting. All excited for it. Or the phone would ring. Now, now it's like, hide! Who's calling me? <laughs> and who is at my damn door right now? Yeah. There are times that the door, someone will knock at the door or ring the doorbell, and I don't even turn the corner. Like, I will (laughs) intentionally stay back in the kitchen just because I'm like, I want to hear the voice first and figure out what's going on here before I decide if I need to approach. And luckily, the kids think it's wonderful when people come to the door. Sebastian Maniscalco has a great bit about that. Oh, he's so great. I was just watching him last night. How people used to love it, get so excited, and now it's, you know, everybody down, get me, say, hey, there should be, a, there's a knife underneath that Correct. second cushion, give it to, you know. Yep. <laughs> and luckily, I don't have, I have a dog that doesn't bark oh, good. when the doorbell oh, rings. Lucky you. So I'm like, okay, good, 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 good. You got a barker, Grant? One of my, well, I got my little one is the igniter, I call him. He's the barker, and then he gets my other big one going, and when you hear that, Wolf mm. through the door. People, I don't even need to tell people to leave. They just leave. Yeah, right. They're <laughs> yeah, because it's scary. Oh, it's deep. Yeah, you can it's feel good. it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's mm. good. Steve, I have a good uh, documentary for you. Okay. I think you might enjoy. Um, yeah, you don't have Showtime. It's like an extension on Amazon Prime. Showtime. Forget it. Well, Come give on. me your password. What is it? not mine i'm using someone else's give me their password i don't know it it's just on my tv Dang it. so anyway just say the name of it for people who have showtime it's the comedy store on um, documentary oh, and mitzi shore and all that. that stuff it's so good every anybody who's anybody anybody from um from david letterman to sebastian maniscalco to Oh my gosh, go back, buddy. And they all participate in it? Yes. Oh, great. Yes, Jay Leno, um, Chris Rock. I mean, there's just so many great stories. Paulie Shore. I'll tell you more about it tomorrow, okay? Bye. Hey, everybody.